Hello, hello. My name is Dr. Rachel Gainsbrew, and I am obsessed with all things short-term rentals, revenue streams, and helping you navigate your career, real estate, and your busiest and most wonderful seasons of life. I'm an immigrant, a pharmacist, a wife, and a mom who took one guest room rental and turned it into a multi-property, seven-figure real estate business, which has also landed us on TV. I'll teach you the real secrets and everything you need to build a short-term rental business that you love. I discuss the hard topics, mistakes I've made, and the mistakes others have made so you don't have to make them for yourself. Financing, automations, acquisitions, low occupancy, scaling, and building your team all while balancing your life are all subjects to be discussed here. Consider me that one best friend you can come to with your short-term rental business questions. So grab your coffee, get comfortable as you get ready to learn and grow with me. This is the Luxury Short-Term Rental Doctor podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another Luxury Short-Term Rental Doctor podcast. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, who's not only a mother, not only a wife, but also physical therapist, short-term rental investor, philanthropist, (laughs) hospitality enthusiast by day. And if it's not enough, I just love her story and her vision for what she wants to do with philanthropy. We're just talking a little bit about our why. And I just think it's compelling because what it does for us, it puts in the forefront the goal. And it excites us because when the going gets tough, right? When say the integration with the OTA and price labs isn't working and you just want to kick the computer (laughs) to the ground, you're reminded why you're putting in this effort. And so having that right in front, you know, of us, I think is really important. So Debbie Todd is here with us and her journey is nothing short of amazing. I just really am excited that we connected not too long ago. And so I would love for you, Debbie, to go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know, first of all, about the Woodlands at Hawking Hills and how that came about. And just really excited to hear your story. Go for it, lady. Thank you so much, Rachel, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Debbie Todd. I am, like she said, a little bit of everything, a wife, a mother, a physical therapist and the short-term rental host, total by accident, was not planning on this at all. We, right before COVID in 2020, bought a place in Hocking Hills, Ohio, which is about an hour from us. We're in Columbus. It was a short, a quick place to go with our family because we're very busy, but we could just kind of get away from the city. So we bought it with another couple. Of course, COVID hit, short-term rentals boomed. To the point that we were like, well, we'll rent it out and just see what happens. And then all of a sudden, like we couldn't even go. It was like, we were getting dings and we're like, what do we even do about this? So it's funny, the four, the the two couples kind of each had their like role. And then mine just, I grabbed onto the hospitality. I loved it. I loved talking with guests. I even loved like if there was something wrong how I can make it work. Like it was like a challenge, a game, like how can I make this the best experience with what's happening? So fast forward, we're like, well, let's do this again. So my husband and I found another place. The other couple were, they were like, no, we're not interested. 
So we're like, let's do it. So my husband and I, we bought the, well, we, it was Woodland Lodge. It was just, and we renovated it. We turned a one bedroom, two bath into a five bedroom, three bath with a game room, theater room. It just had amazing bones. And my husband is like the visionary. Like he is so good at renovations. So started renting that out about like three months into it. I just, I told him, I said, there's something bigger. And I don't know what it is. I said, but I feel like our short term, I feel so blessed to have these. And I love that we're having families and friends come, but it's bigger. And I don't know what that means. So my passion are my children and I love giving back and I love people's stories and just, I love impact anywhere around me, big or small. And usually it's small, but I was like, how can we use this rental to give back? So I, we had our three kids research and pick charities that they enjoyed or that they felt connected to. And we decided that we were going to give back 5% of each rental, which I laugh because initially it was like 25% until my husband was like, we're going to like go bankrupt Debbie. <laughs> so I said, all right. So we figured out a couple of some numbers. And so we said we could do 5%. So 5% of each rental goes to one of the three charities but it's even more fun because our guests get to choose. So I contact all of our guests before and I say, hey, our kids have picked this charity. We would like 5% to go to one of them. Which one do you want? And so they pick. And it has been such a cool journey with our guests. I mean, the stories I have of connection with our guests has been phenomenal. I've got to share this one real quick. So my, we had just started the give back last year in 2022, and it was February and the three charities are special Olympics, St. Jude's and humane society. And my mom's favorite charity was special or St. Jude's. She had passed away that February. Well, on the day of her funeral, we got our first donation to St. Jude's. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I reached out to the guests and I said, I can't explain to you how special this is right now. And I kind of gave them a quick little background and they said, in honor of your mom, we're going to donate even more too. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So it has just been such a cool experience. And so my goal is to say, you know what, how can we do more? I want more. I want to be able to give back more in ways of what, what we're already doing. So that has been my goal is to see how many ways can we use our platform to give back. And, you know, what you were saying, Rachel, about when you put that in the fourth up front, when you get all those things going wrong with whatever it is, or if you get all these no's or this, and you're like, why am I doing this? It doesn't ma matter your circumstances. Cause you know, there's a goal, there's a bigger, there's a bigger why. And that it really does, you know, when things get slow and you're like, what are we doing as it's something about as our rentals, things have kind of slowed down a little bit with now things are getting back to normal, but knowing that's first, it just, it's the driving force. It's been a fantastic and unbelievable experience. And this is like just the beginning. I can't wait to see what's next. <laughs> I absolutely love this, Debbie. And it so warms my heart because that is very important to me. It's part of our contribution pillar to give back as well. And we have just big, crazy goals ourselves. And so this is really, I think, something that's very timely. And not only that, you don't see a lot of businesses or hosts 
with a purpose or a mission and to have a business that's purpose-driven, you, you can't really underestimate how powerful that is, right? You start to garner that lifelong, I guess, like a reputation where it draws people in. Could you kind of walk us through how you're seeing that play out in the short-term rental business? How is that able to draw people in? And you gave me just an amazing example with St. Jude's. They gave back more. It's like, that is awesome. So what are some other examples where you're sharing with guests the opportunity to give back and it's really drawing them in? What's well at that point with the 5%, I was like, okay, what else, how can we be creative with this and still again, run a business. That's very important too. We, we still have this business to run. I looked and we had weekdays that were in, like we, our weekends were being booked, but our weekdays were open. So I'm like, okay, how can we use those? How can we use those to give back? So we've done actually two giveaways. We did one for, it was around COVID for a healthcare professional. And I had people nominate, nominate a healthcare professional. And as a family, we went through the nominations and we nominated someone to have a three night stay. This past one we did was someone in need. And I partnered with a traveler here in Ohio. And we were just like, nominate someone that you feel needs time to be away. And oh my goodness, these nominations were just so touching. And to be able to provide someone a three night stay, we were able to give, we connected with the community, got gift cards. We got like a huge gift basket and it was just such a neat experience. And again, we involved our kids to be like, okay, look at these people in need because we get in our bubbles and we get in our one way. This is how things go. And just to see that there are people outside of us that need things. Another thing that we've done, I'm like, what are we already doing that we can somehow also give back? So I'm like, okay, well, we're buying soap. We're buying toilet paper. Are there any companies out there that also give back? So I looked up coffee that gives back and started calling people. And we ended up, it was Torquay Family Coffee Coffee Roasters was our first, we call it amenity that gave back. So they, I called them and I'm like, hi, I just told them, I have this short-term rental and I want to give back in some way. Can you help us with that? (laughs) And yeah, I kind of told him what we did. And he said, what if we give you 5% back? Like, and you can put that toward a charity. And I was like, for real? Oh my goodness. (laughs) So now we have incorporated eight products or eight amenities that we provide for our guests And the money that the 5% that goes, we have sponsored a child through Compassion International. So we have a Woodlands at Hocking Hills child. Her name is Ised from Columbia. And our money that we've raised from our amenities now helps support her. Oh my goodness. Debbie, this is amazing. (laughs) And I'm kidding. What was that? I said, I get so giddy talking. Like, oh my gosh, I love it. I'm like, I'm about to fall on my seat. This is so awesome. I love everything about this. So let's just rewind for a second. You're a physical therapist. What are you yeah, talking about? Like, what, I don't even know. what happened? <laughs> and I just love that. So, so let's just rewind the timeline. I feel like, you know, the podcast people, they're going to love me, but listen, okay. You're a physical therapist. <laughs> It's COVID. 
And, and tell us what type of setting you work at first and foremost. I work, I'm a physical therapist in a prison setting. So yes, that part. And so COVID happens, you and another family, family, friends, you partner, you purchase a property, but where did this passion for philanthropy come from where you were, you're ready to implement like now, were you doing that while you were in physical therapy also? So I think I actually, I took a, like a free two hour course and it was talking about kind of like your story and what is the common theme of your story? And I was like, I don't know, what is my story? And I started just kind of looking through my life and there was two common themes is that no matter where I've been in my life, whether it was a stay at home mom, whether it was physical therapy, whether it's just being a friend, whatever I've always, it's like, I always want to make some type of impact where I am positive impact. And again, a lot of, we think it's got to be this huge impact and it's not lots of times it's small things. And then I do have, I feel like a natural connection with people. I love people's stories. Oh my goodness. I just feel like there's so much that can be learned. And the setting I work in right now, I think that has helped in the present setting. The things I have learned from working in this setting is about empathy and compassion. We've done meals on wheels for since my kids were could barely walk and I would take them with me in the cold and we'd go deliver meals. So I think I've always had that in me. I remember my mom used to take me to nursing homes when I was little. So I think I was kind of, it's just always been a part of me. So I try to, and I think with physical therapy, it's just been easy because that's you're helping people. You're so it just kind of came natural. But then with the short-term rental, I was like, all right, this is cool, but it's still missing that and again I, at the time I didn't realize it but I'm like it's missing that purpose that bigger purpose of why because again we can get so caught up in the numbers and which all that's important we need that we need to, our business to be to profitable so we can keep moving forward but it's got to be more than that to get through those really hard times that we're all going to have at some point and that's any it's not just short term rentals that's anything so yeah I think it's always been a part of my being, I just never realized it until I thought about it. And it was only like three weeks ago. And I was like, Oh, look at that. Yeah. And I love, it's almost like a tapestry is being woven. And what I love is that you, you made the connection of how with physical therapy, you're helping, right. And with short-term rentals, what we're seeing with a lot of the medical professionals who are going into short-term rentals inside of our community they're seeing guest care now from the perspective when they've launched is similar to patient care in some ways, right? Oh, yes, You're wanting to assess, you want to make sure, are they okay? Are they having okay. a good time? And it's hilarious. Like some of the physicians that I thought would never, because they made it clear, I need to be hands off. And they're like micromanaging and like looking in the camera. I was like, what are you doing? I just want to make sure they're having fun. Did they see the such and such? I'm like, oh my gosh, who are you? It's in us, right? <laughs> yes. And so that is definitely transferable. So for other physical therapists or other med- medical professionals out there who are thinking, I could never do something like that. I could barely manage my own house. How would I manage another property? What would you say that your training and your expertise, how has that informed the way that you run your short-term rental? Well, I think a lot of it, when we went into it, this was not, again, this is not what we had planned. This is, 
So when I we initially went into it, it was like, all right, we're going to do this passive income, the whole passive income, we're not touching it. But then again, I think it's right. <laughs> but I think our my biggest thing, and again, I didn't know any better because this is not what we had planned is taking it as a business. Like, all right, what does this look like? What does this mean? And it's hard because I, I want to go to all the conferences. I want to do all that, but it, but we don't have the funds to do that. So how do we make it work? And it, you've got to want to do it, right? And you got to have that passion for it. And I think because of my passion for hospitality and giving back, it pushes me forward. And sometimes it's 15 minutes here and it's not pretty. I wish I could have a full day to just sit and do what I need to do. So there are a lot of things I am learning along the way. There's a lot of things that I've, it's taken four times as long, but the excitement of knowing that it keeps moving forward and I keep meeting amazing people like you and just all of it, you start talking to people. And as soon as you kind of get like, oh, am I doing the right thing? You, I feel like God puts that person in your life and you're like, and they just give you that little bit of hope. And you're like, yes, I totally am. <laughs> So I would say finding, surround yourself, whether it's through podcasts, whether it's through friends that I think a lot of it, I have friends that they listen to my big, crazy, audacious goals and they love me and support me, even though I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that is so helpful. And sometimes just getting it, verbalizing it, getting it out there. I'm like in the universe and I'm like, I'm not sure where this is going, but this is what I'm and things just allow yourself to like open up and make mistakes and be okay. And that's, and I, I tend to be a perfectionist. I tend to like to have my sit down time. And I've had to just say, you know what, I'm gonna just do the best I can and I'm gonna move forward. But things start rolling, man. When you are passionate about something, it goes. <laughs> no, you're right. And there's a lot to be said for taking action, right? Because some of us are consumers of information. I see you guys out there. You just love to consume the information. <laughs> I've, been that's good too. Too. <laughs> I've been there too. But, you know, once you start to take the action step that you've learned, some of the clarity that you've been desiring, you've been wanting, it, it starts to really um, materialize. So it's and, just... and with the action, especially when you're new at it, it's, I think my thing, which again, is so not like me. I'm a, I like what I get it out there. I want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Nothing I have done has been perfect at all. Like when I tell you it has been so ugly and probably not right, but I got it out there. Like our website, our for, oh my goodness. And that's a constant. I'm constantly changing what, the, what, we're doing, what we're doing with the website. But I like the first time we put it, I'm like, I cannot believe I put that out there. Now, granted, I don't think anybody looked at it, but it was out there. And it was the known fact that I did it. I got it out there. So I think it is just whatever it is, whether and it could be as small as making a call, it could signing up for a class, like just anything to push you forward and then just be ready. Just be open and be okay. No, you're absolutely right. And just kind of, if you're struggling with, you know, what we're talking about, giving yourself a deadline because my husband, I remember for some of the property properties, he had to literally like drag me out. He said, it's good enough, but Debbie, is it ever good enough? Like, no. And so yeah. you have to make peace with that. Like I can probably put 20 more hours into the space and not be completely satisfied, or I could just leave it as it is right now and just 
go and take a shower because it's yes. been a minute. <laughs> Walk away. Oh my gosh. I just did this. I say dumb. It's not dumb because I am like upset. But we just, I just did our own like welcome, digital welcome book. The amount of hours because of that Canva. Oh my gosh. Girl. You just get wrapped up in that. When Canva starts giving you awards for the number of design, that's not a good sign. It's that is not your best and highest you. That is not a good sign. Okay. I know. So just mm-hmm. work in progress. <laughs> right. Yeah. Somebody else could have done that. And 50, and you know what? Honestly, Debbie, that's when I got my first virtual assistant because in their eyes, they're gonna do once they get your vibe and your brand, they're going to do a good enough job. But us, we need one more zhuzh of glitter. Like it's like never ending. (laughs) I'm excited about this journey too, because I'm coming to you at the beginning. I feel like it's at the beginning. And so I'm trying to figure it all out. I was just, we were talking earlier in the green room about Mm -hmm. how she's like, I'm like, how many assistants do you, or people do you have working with you? And she's like, I'm like, I can't even imagine what that's like, but you, this is where you start. And, and in all of it, I'm learning, but there will come a time that I am going to have to pass it on. I have no idea when that is, but I know it's going to be there somewhere. It sounds crazy to me, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it didn't come overnight. I kissed a lot of frogs for sure. I can't wait to unwrap those layers of onions. Girl, I can wait for zero at some point. <laughs> like I just want everyone gone. <laughs> But thank goodness it's much better now. And so what I did tell Debbie was, let's go ahead and start working on your SOPs. And there are, AI is, has some amazing tools out there that can start to track, help you to track and collect the steps that you're taking as you're going through the different platforms to optimize pricing, to respond and loom is your friend. So those are some of the things that we recommend in the very beginning as well. So let's talk about the portfolio because I know the listeners are wondering about portfolio. We're all up in the mission side of it. And this is something we can talk about all day. So I know that you have three properties, one that's recently launched. Walk Mm -hmm. us through what the first deal looked like, and then we'll just walk through the second and the third. What's the range of purchase price on that one? Yes. So first one, like I said, we did it with another couple. We did it again, not having any idea what we were doing. It was about like, were you talking about like price-wise? Is that what you're- Yeah, purchase price. Yes, about 400,000. So we're like, all right. We didn't have to do much to it. It came furnished. We're like, wow, this is sweet. And Mm -hmm. then when we did the second one- Well, let's rewind. So for that one, your role with, you said everyone had their roles. And I like that because when you're working with a partnership and you want to have that structured really nice. And you said your role was hospitality. You picked up immediately on the fact that you, that's where you shine. And everyone else was like, you can have that. (laughs) It's all yours. Okay. It is awesome. because we, and then we have another, the other partner was really good at design. I'm not good at awesome. design. Okay. You know there I mean? you go. So renovations outside. I mean, like it was mm-hmm. so, I was like, boy, this all worked out really well. Mm-hmm. Yes. We were kind of learning, but it's all worked out really well. We took a home equity line of credit. out. It actually just did a post about this on our personal home. And then we used that for our renovations and our down payment for our second home. Okay. And then that's when the interest rates were crazy low which was super fantastic. And then we built, so everything we got from our rentals went straight to pay and back our HELOC because otherwise it's interest only. So you just kind of pay on interest, which is great, 
but we were like, eh, we want to pay that bad boy off. So now we had this whole HELOC just sitting there again, and we tried to build that didn't work. We couldn't find contractors. It was just a weird time. And my husband found this, this, we got to call it a gym. It's taken a long time to get there, but so we were able to use that HELOC again to then go to, I think it was like, I think we had it for like 270, but it was a total redo. So now we're in the process because now the interest rates, oh my gosh, our HELOC payments are insane right now. Mm -hmm. Refinancing. And I just, you cannot, you're usually not able to refinance on a fixed 30 year for a whole year. We ended up doing a three, one arm. So we were able to get a little bit lower interest rate. And then we're going to take out the equity, Mm -hmm. pay off our HELOC. And then we'll have that just kind of sitting there for something else. We'll see. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So let's talk about your ideal guest avatars. So who is traveling to the Hawking Hills area to your spaces? We are spaces. We do a lot of, we have game rooms in all of our spaces. There are one sleeps 20, one sleeps 14, one sleeps 12. So they're more, yes, they're family friendly. So either a couple couples, families or one like family reunions. We've had some business retreats there at our bigger one. So our goal is there's tons of things to do in Hawking Hills, but you know, those days that it's rainy or cold, we want you to, cause we have a big family and we love entertaining. So we kind of look at it as what would it, what feels good for us? Then that's kind of how we build it for others. One of the, our Woodland Lodge has a game room. We built the garage into a game room. So it's this huge game room, best in Hocking Hills, I say. And it's funny, we left the door because we're like, do we take the door off? Because it's the garage. So we're like, do we take the door off? And I looked at my husband and we were like, and a guest was like, that was wonderful that we could just close the door and we couldn't even, I was like, yep, that's why we did it. <laughs> so, but we're, we try to be really intentional and with how we, because we do like it to be practical. It's got to be, again, family friendly that you can just, you feel like you're at home. And I will say we are design. There's a lot of different, I feel like we are very livable. We do are very, we love that everything is nice. It's new, it's fresh, but it's also um, comfortable that you feel like, you know what, you're not running everywhere going, oh my gosh, don't break this or don't break. It's very functional. I love that. I love that. And so when you're catering to larger families, you want to make sure that you have all of that functionality in place as well. So as far as occupancy and revenue, how has Hawking Hills been doing with those two metrics? It's been doing great. I will say probably along with everywhere else, we have slowed down a lot, probably in the past six months. We were basically, we were because we're bigger places, our weekends were booked and we were booked out like eight, nine months. Now that is, and I will say during the summer, our weekdays were booked. Now we're pretty much filling up our weekends, but people are not booking out as far in advance. So we're like a month out. So sometimes we start to get a little antsy too. And again, I'm trying to remember what's yeah. <laughs> You get a little nervous sometimes when things aren't, they kind of haven't heard anything in a while, ding. But yes, yeah, so we've been pretty steady. I would like to say, so I am very happy with that. Gotcha. So what would you say is one of the biggest challenges you face along the way during your short-term rental journey? I would say time. That's always my, it's just time 
So I would love to do more, but then I also want to make sure I am not, I only, my son's going to be a sophomore in high school. I only have three more years with him. So I'm really, I try to be really intentional with time. And I feel like I try to say that a lot too, to remind Mm. myself. I would probably say too knowledge or just probably the lack of knowledge because I don't have a marketing. I don't, this is nothing that I've ever learned. I want to learn more, but again, it goes back to the whole time aspect of it. So I think it's just going to be a journey that I continue to learn that I'm going to be intentional. And I told my kids that too. I said, if you are seeing me that I'm not, I want, I want to be called out. And there are times that I'm going to have to say, no, I need to get this done, but balance is huge to me. And I'm very open. So I, my kids, I tell them, we, we talk about everything because this is eventually, hopefully a legacy that we're going to be able to leave for them to be able to show their kids. So documentation, the journey, my, I feel like a lot of our, my Instagram post, yes, they are about our short-term rental, but it's everything that goes with it. That is us. It's our journey that the short-term rental part is just, to me, it's just a little, although it's the main part initially, it's still just a part because we are more than just the short-term rental. We are a family that is trying to figure this out and having a lot of fun with it. We're the giving back part of it. So I would say time and just, I wish I could learn more quicker. <laughs> oh, I love that. And don't we all, right? right don't I know. we all? Never stop learning. No. We think, you know, oh, I'm in my job, but I'm doing that. I mean, there's, what are you, and I think that was my thing too. What are you passionate about? And go do more of that. You never know where that can end up. So true. And that segues great into our final question, which is what advice would you give someone who is just starting on their journey and they want to follow a similar path and create an SCR where they're able to give back as well? I would say find something you're passionate about. Huge. It just, it leads to so many things, be okay with it not being perfect, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, do not take no for an answer. Like you just figure out ways. If you get a no, which you will get a no somewhere, somehow with whatever you're doing. And again, this isn't even a short terminal thing. If you get a no, figure out a way to challenge you, make them say yes. Somehow, some way, and it takes time. That takes brain power. It takes thought. And sometimes you got to put it in, sometimes it might be a not yet, right? I mean, it could be not necessarily a no, but just not yet. And there's been things I've pushed off to the side that have come back. I've revisited and I'm like, nope, it's still not a, I still want it, but it's just a not yet. And be consistent. If you can do one thing to move that needle a certain way And I mean, oh my goodness, it can just be the smallest thing just to say, I did one thing today to move. That's all you need. And again, a lot, it it could be listening to a podcast on the way to work. Just be consistent and keep moving forward. Oh, I absolutely love it. So Debbie, tell our audience where they can best find you. Yes, you can find us. Our beautiful website (laughs) is at www the dot the woodlands at hockinghills.com we're also on instagram at the woodlands at hocking hills and then facebook the woodlands at hocking hills 
Awesome. Wow. 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 What an incredible conversation. And for those of you who are listening, I know that you have learned much from it, but I really think it's really important that we bring some purpose back into our business and giving back. Leveraging our short-term rental platform is a great way to bring the community together. It's a great way to bring your guests together. And so thank you, Debbie, so much for sharing your journey with us, helping us to love it. And your passion just kind of exudes through the monitor. So I absolutely, absolutely love that. Just the lives that you're touching that some of which that you will know, some of which you will never know. And so I thank you so much for this really special and amazing perspective because it brings us to the point of well, we can do something right now. We don't have to necessarily have to wait for the big payday to then make an impact. So thank you for that reminder, Debbie. And so again, I cannot thank you enough. This was such an amazing session, guys. And I look forward to seeing you guys soon. Love you all to the moon and back. Goodbye for now. Thank you.